Hi, welcome to episode 3 of the podcast series, Career or Health, Why Not Both? Today we're going to talk about an interesting topic, uh, which is ChatGPT, particularly for healthcare. And I have a guest today who joins me to talk about this uh, very exciting trend. So uh, I want to welcome to the show uh, Dr. Joycelyn Ng, uh, who has many years of experience in the healthcare industry. And I think as a healthcare professional, she is in a very good position to talk about how she sees ChatGPT and the future of this technology. Dr. Joycelyn, welcome to the show. Hello, Juguang. Hello, everyone. Welcome once again. Would you like to talk about ChatGPT from your perspective? Because you are a you know, medical doctor, you have done healthcare uh, management. Do you see this as this technology as a as a as an asset, or could it be posing some kind of risk to the healthcare industry? Mm, thanks for the question. Uh, actually, I'm just like everyone of us. Uh, I'm excited and also uh, positive on ChatGPT. Uh, when, at the time when ChatGPT was launched. Actually, it is um, it's amazing because uh, I can easily get uh, access to information and I can get a reply automatically, instantly also. Uh, I would say uh, for healthcare industry, I can see the uh, big potential of Ch- uh, ChatGPT uh, and also AI in the development of um, uh, healthcare. Uh, I myself uh, actually uh, specializing in healthcare management. So I have been in the industry uh, regarding workflow, uh, workflow management, resources allocation uh, for many years. We actually have uh, have been assisted by uh, technology quite a lot in, in terms of uh, workflow reorganization um, in the healthcare industry. So what I see uh, ChatGPT is it can definitely assist um, a large part of the work that um, in the past used to be done by the nurses or doctors it will be a great assistant for us okay so there's the workflow part which i think is really important uh and a lot of companies invest in that right to improve their workflow uh, efficiency i like to uh, you know switch gear a little bit and uh, tackle this from the angle of the end consumer the end user so for example i'm not feeling too good and can i use chat gpt to actually find a solution for my health problems to help me chiat what's going on or going wrong with me? Is that something that ChatGPT can do today? Mm, this is a very good question. Many people actually, uh, many, many uh, citizens, many patients actually already use ChatGPT to ask the um, questions about their health concerns. Uh, how about what uh, should they see a doctor, what kind of treatment they need, and etc. So I think it's quite normal because uh, it's easy accessible, uh, it's faster that they can get the answer and respond then then for them to go to a clinic to see, to get an appointment uh, but what we always have a concern about is whether the answer the response from uh, ChatGPT is accurate or not for the concern about the accuracy to know that actually the response from ChatGPT depends on the question so whether you ask uh, Rather than asking uh, the, the answer, is it accurate? Maybe we should step a, a bit backward to ask our questions accurate. Only accurate question can get an accurate answer, I would say. And besides, is how much information we should give to ChatGPT, how define, how this will affect the response from ChatGPT. There, there's like prompt engineering for uh, ChatGPT for healthcare, right? I, I get what you mean. So I, I think that's... Uh, very true for the chat GPT environment and uh, a lot is going on in the space right now about um, you know sending the right prompts to chat GPT to fully harness its capability 
um, do you what do you think about apart from questions? Is there any way that ChatGPT for healthcare can be made more accurate? Assuming that we are asking the right questions, is there any way to make it more accurate? Actually, just like what uh, we do when we go to see a doctor, um, if give the more precise question and what kind of information we give. As long as we give the more relevant and adequate information, actually the ChatGPT, we believe the ChatGPT will give a more accurate answer. Besides this, it's, it's just like when you see, go to see a doctor. Okay, so, so you describe about what, what happened to you, what, what, uh, what are the symptoms that you have, at what episode, uh, at what timing, etc. What's the family history, etc. So for ChatGPT also, um, we need to actually um, relevant information. And precise is the about the brain of ChatGPT. It's just like a doctor. Uh, we assume that the ChatGPT were trained uh, have been trained with uh, some accurate medical knowledge uh, as a back end, at the back end that we train them. So it's just like our kids, when we raise them, then we have to feed them with uh, knowledge, tests, uh, experience, these kind of things. So for ChatGPT also, what kind of knowledge, medical knowledge, are we uh, giving, uh, are we feeding the ChatGPT to train them? So they can, they, we need to feed them with good information. For example, we have to give uh, the, the specific training to ChatGPT, ChatGPT just like uh, specialist training. In, for a doctor. So uh, as long as they get more precise training, enough time, and also uh, some, some more experience, then uh, I would say that the, this will increase the accuracy. Besides is, how can we uh, fit the information to ChatGPT? Okay, I would say that at this moment, physical, if you go and you have any discomfort, like for example, um, you're sick, or for example, you go to a clinic. I would say at this moment, still the doctor at the physical clinic can give you an uh, accurate um, diagnosis, assuming the doctor is, <laughs> is a normal doctor, I would say. Uh, uh, why are why physical doctors is still better than ChatGPT? Because you are in front of the doctor and the doctor can see you in person, can speak to you, uh, can, can talk to you, can measure your blood pressure, hear your story, look at your, you as a physical as an as a all-rounder. So they can analyze, uh, give decisive diagnosis after analyzing the whole picture of you. But for ChatGPT, it's depending on what information you feed them, as I mentioned earlier. It's uh, a kind of one, one direction still. You need a direction also. If you stop typing or you stop sending, you just send one or two photos or you just selectively type some words, some kind of keywords, for example, or you miss some kind of keywords. Then actually, this will affect analyzing uh, procedure of uh, ChatGPT. This will definitely affect the result that you got from ChatGPT also. That's insightful also. There's definitely a lot of room for ChatGPT to grow into the, the vision that we want for it. And what do you foresee as the next step for ChatGPT to evolve into? At, at this moment, it's mainly text, right? So you talk about images and photos. I guess this would one day become part of its uh, features as well. Do you foresee any breaking trends in, in this ChatGPT? Will it become the next must-have for doctors and for clinics to actually have their chatbot right, right, with a chat GPT built into it? I would say it, it will be a good assistant for doctors and nurses and also for patients themselves. What I see the future chat GPT, which won't be a, f a far long future, <laughs> probably a soon future, uh, is to help patient and doctor to assist in their care. Uh, what I would say is uh, for, for patient to see a doctor, 
you cannot, you won't be able to see, meet the doctor every day, every minute, every hour. But you can ask, you can get access to a chat GPT whenever you want. And it's very easily accessible for a patient to get access to chat GPT. It will be a good mean for patient and also for doctor to monitor and also encourage patient to uh, to self care. Like for example, uh, a patient have a certain disease that um, diagnosed or, but uh, that you can you, you won't be able to to see a doctor so called um, every moment as I mentioned. But the ChatGPT will be there to give you immediate feedback. So hey, you you must take your pill now. You forgot to take your uh, your your blood pressure and you, you forgot about this and that. So in terms of self care and also in terms of disease management and also preventive health. Uh, I can see the, the bright future of ChatGPT. Hey, Dr. Joystein, thank you for sharing your thoughts with us about ChatGPT today. I think there's a lot more to ChatGPT and we are all looking forward to it. Before we wrap up today's uh, episode, do you have any parting advice for how the healthcare industry should continue to work on ChatGPT to make it become viable for everyday use? Is there some thought in your mind on, on this issue? Okay, and I would say not every uh, doctor, uh, nurses are technically trained. So we, <laughs> uh, I, I think your question is good, but uh, we, we cannot uh, ask every doctor to so-called take a, t- take a degree in ChatGPT or take a degree in AI. But definitely, I would say uh, our industry, uh, our doctors and our healthcare professionals will embrace and welcome this technology. So uh, my advice is um, let's assist the AI development. Not only ChatGPT, but also the uh, innovation and also the the new development um, of AI technology, ChatGPT and other AI technology in healthcare industry. Okay, thank you so much. So that's from uh, Dr. Joycelyn today, and we are so privileged to have her share with us uh, her thoughts on ChatGPT uh, as we bring to you, our listeners, uh, topics regarding healthcare, regarding career. And these are pressing issues that is coming you know, onto us like a wave, and we do not want to remain ignorant about the possibilities, but we also want to be aware of the challenges in using this technology. So I want to thank everyone for listening in and till the next episode once again. Thank you so much, Dr. Joycelyn. Thank you.